take a seat in your coziest chair, pour yourself a mug of the coolest pog, and once you're what ready, is that? let's go on a voyage. Pog? What's it's pog? pineapple? Pineapple pine guava? It's not pine. It's a. Uh... <laughs> Is it peanut something orange and guava? It's pineapple orange guava. Yes. Is it pineapple? Yes. It's not peanut. <laughs> well, I, I know that. I didn't say that. Nor parsley. Passion fruit. It's passion fruit. You are all wrong. It, it's it's peanut I, orangutan grass. Fruit. It's not pet. No, I think it's pineapple. Well, I'm looking at the name of it. But Nantucket Nectars was pineapple. That's the one the that pog I. Pog is a brand. Oh, you're talking about a brand? We're yeah. not getting paid for this. We can't do this. day and a half since any of Virgil's crew had seen a breath of wind. They'd sailed for around a day, fleeing the wrath of Unglian's skeletal ship on the last of their stardust fuel. They were still hiding on the other side of the wedge, a massively tall, cliff-sided island that split the way east along the triangle in two. If you looked south, all you could see is a massive rock face, impenetrable and looming. If you looked north from their ship, you could see the end of the world, water cascading off the side. Though, the further east they go, the wider the triangle grows and the further away the northern edge gets. To look east, well, that was the direction they were headed. The direction they would like to be headed, anyway. With the wind totally stalled and the ship fully out of stardust, they were stuck in the water. So Virgil's crew tried as hard as they could to not look west. Because to the west, the wall of fog was visible on the distant horizon, drawing ever closer. Maybe a day and a half away now, perhaps two. But unless the wind picked up, or they found some sort of land to refuel at, they were dead in the water. I am Ben Schiffler, and I am your dungeon master. So yeah, you guys are uh, uh, sailing east, and uh, I think we'll do little little vignette intros. So... I've got some plans, unless people want to do something that they're thinking about or they've been thinking about. It's not going to take super long for each of these little bits, but, uh, or we'll see. Maybe I will. But uh, does anyone want to go first? Yeah, I want to go. Okay, sweet. Um, so even though you said we are all trying hard not to look west, I actually want to be looking west at fog. Love it. <laughs> um, I've been spending a lot of time just thinking and... Uh, not not really thinking about anything, just kind of looking at this fog and uh, f- feeling calm and 
also feeling afraid at the same time, like a very slow sizzling sort of fear. And I've been channeling that into writing some music. So I have a notebook um, that I use for my magic. And I've been like leaning against the railing of uh, the boat, the ship, and just kind of looking at this fog and thinking and just writing some notes and and experimenting with them on my guitar Um, until I have something that I'm somewhat okay with, then I want to take it to Virgil. Uh, because in the prison, um, we wrote songs together because you're a poet. So when I, like, after like a, a day, I think, uh, of just like being alone and, and processing all these emotions from the last seven episodes, um, I want to go to Virgil with this song that I have and say, uh, hey, I've, I've got something if you want to listen. Lay it on my ears there. Uh, and I, I play it. And uh, while I play it, I want to like subconsciously, accidentally also cast Fog Cloud. Uh, because I'm a sorcerer. Um, so I don't, I don't think I know that I'm doing it, but I just kind of like start playing and I'm feeling this idea of fog so much that this gentle fog starts to spread around me. So Virgil, as you see him begin to play this song, this looming sort of song, uh, you begin to see uh, the storm glass around his neck kind of uh, floats up and starts to glow as if it's dangling in water around him. And as inside the glass, you see writhing fog spin and whirl, so too around him do you see uh, tufts of fog begin to spin and whirl. And the longer you look at this fog, the more you see things that happen those past seven episodes. You see haunting visions of cafeterias and (laughs) evening heists uh, of folks left to fall in the cells. You pass through the visions of Moe Daughter Cove and the visions of your near escape and the visions keep playing to the point where you see your ship stalled And then you see your ship, see dry land. And you see it park and you see the visions of a a crowd of locals running towards your ship, all greeting you with open arms. And this is not a thing that has happened. Not a thing that has happened yet. This is Virgil who saw all this? Yes, though okay. you uh, were playing the song at the time, so you would have seen it too, uh, oh, okay. or at least you you may have been like in a trance while playing it. But you you know that it happened for sure. Okay. Uh, when I'm done, I just set my guitar down and look up at you and say, uh, or I don't even say anything. I just like give you a nod and bring my eyebrows up. Like, huh? What do you think? I've uh, I've taken my hat off and I am openly weeping. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, now, ho- holy, holy fish, Ishmael! That's uh one heck of a one heck of a song you got there. Uh, now I'm only a I'm only a self-diagnosed poet, but I think that's a real treasure you got there. I got I got no changes to make. I I fist bump, 
You uh, reciprocate. <laughs> nice. That's my scene. I'm Ishmael Overcast. I'm an elf sorcerer, um, and I'm played by Scotty. Emma. I think I'm going to start going by Emma, because I have another podcast where my name is Emma, so I need to be consistent. Sounds good. Sorry, is, listeners. Yeah. Is, poetry, <laughs> is poetry like a disease that has to be diagnosed? Yes. <laughs> I certainly would describe it as such. I think so, yeah. All right, Ishmael, do you have a scene or I have something also? I just did my scene. Sorry, Virgil. <laughs> <laughs> You're Lay it on the me. Same thing. All right. So after, so as you've been uh, kind of in your cabin uh, for the past day and a half, maybe could you describe your cabin a little bit to me? Like it's got, we know it has a nice table and probably a bed, but what else is going on in your cabin? What does it look like? What's all in there? In my cabin? Well, to be to be honest, I'm more I prefer to sleep under the open stars. So my bed has gone untouched. Um, on it is laid all of my belongings, which consist of a fishing pole, uh, a small tackle box, and several pairs of wool socks. Um, I have attempted to draw out our map, but it is really just a triangle. <laughs> Good. Uh, I'm not the most cartographic. And uh, also in the cabin is uh, that cauldron of magic that uh, I do not understand. I've tried to uh, figure out the, the different equations, but it's really just full of uh, cigarette butts. <laughs> Great. It's more do, of a giant ashtray. Do we still have that cauldron? That's the one from the Artsy Boys, right? Yeah, it's in my cabin. Nice. Very nice. So yeah, inside your uh, your cabin, which I think is probably the, it's not the largest room on the ship. The largest room is the downstairs big room where all of the, the hammocks are hung. Uh, but it's definitely like the most private of places. Um, you're in this room where, where Ishmael just came in and played his haunting song and uh, and left. And you, uh, you hear like um, some hiccups uh, coming from your chest pocket. What? Uh, appear inside my chest pocket. Gingerly uh, pulling uh, it away from see, my body. You can see the form of Becky. And uh, and you can see that she is clearly very sad about something. Probably the song that was just played. Becky, you've been hitting the brandy again? What's up? Uh, Becky me, lets girl. out a faint, like, chirp. Uh, and you see, quite rarely does she uh, uh, unfold her little ant wings, uh, but she does. Um, and she kind of flutters over towards the window ledge uh, and peers out. And you can see that, see that, in fact, she was not even listening to the song at all. She was thinking about something, something about in her little fire ant brain very hard. Uh, and, uh, and you can see quite clearly what it was that she was thinking about, because she is looking um, out of the captain's cabin window uh, at the form of Rowan, uh, who is at the moment uh, tending the lines on deck. Yeah, I'm tending the lines. <laughs> you are, and and, uh, and Becky's kind of staring out the the window, sadly looking at you. You don't see this. You're you're in your own scene now, Rowan. Oh, the don't romance worry. between oh. a fire ant and a man. <laughs> no, she probably misses the cormorant. Oh, right, my bad. 
fact, never... that, is, that is exactly what you can see. Uh, you can ah. see that Becky, not only is Becky isn't missing the cormorant, but Becky, what Becky is clearly pining for is, you know, the, the fact that she gets to be with you here uh, and last week does not get to be... Uh, with her uh, bound captor, with his bound captor. Um, so so last week uh, being lost, Becky can only feel heartbroken for Rowan uh, not being connected to last week. Becky, I, I, I feel your pain, but some of us just keep better track of our friends. <laughs> Good lord. I don't know what else there is to say. Becky spits a little fire coal at your shirt, uh, and it burns a little hole in it. All right, all right. Look, I have every intention of helping to reunite them. I just don't know how to do it. Uh, Becky flutters over towards the map uh, and gives it a once-over that looks like she's not very impressed. I stopped after geometry. (laughs) She continues staring at you, looking a little... uh, affronting can i make uh an insight check usually our communication pretty much stops after my need for cigarettes being rolled so yeah for sure i don't know what she's saying uh 12 uh she kind of paces around the map uh irritated spitting up little coal bubbles um becky as a very small elemental is not blessed with incredible intelligence, but all elementals have some form of uh, uh, intelligence. And Becky would be much more wiser than she is book smart. Um, so fed up with the map, um, you can see that she walks over to uh, the far end of the triangle and puts one of her tiny little ant feet down uh, and it burns a little hole in the map. Um, and uh, with your insight check, you can tell that uh, uh, she's pulled her wings out for for not just the reason of flying over to the window. Um, she intends to do something, maybe go on a longer flying trip to see what she can find. And as she puts her foot down at the far end of the triangle, you can see where she intends to go. She intends to fly east past uh, whatever lands in front of you uh, to try and find where the ship is that last week is kept on. All right, I guess I guess I'll have to roll my own for a little while. Be free, Becky. And I throw open the window. At this, uh, Becky, you can see, tries to do a a gesture, like, kind of like a a last goodbye tip of the cap, but the wind from opening the window, like the depressurization, just sucks her out in a half an instant. She's so very small uh, that she just kind of with a <laughs> uh, is swept out into the uh, the outside, and her tiny little wings uh, start flapping. And you can kind of track her across the sky uh, as she flies over uh, Rowan's head uh, and uh, flies off into the horizon. There goes my girl. I'm Virgil Badwater, human, played by human Jake. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you clarified that you're human. So, speaking of elementals, um, yo, Nick, do you have a scene or I've got one for you if you want something? Go for it. All right. So where do you hang out usually or even just on this still day? Nothing is really happening. There's not much to tend and Rowan's already like probably getting fussy over the way things are set up. I'm probably just leaning on a railing somewhere, kind of taking in the view. Sure. 
let's say you're looking out the downstairs main deck. Uh, so you're currently the only one in the big downstairs area, and there's some big uh, windows where you might stick a cannon um, that are unoccupied. Uh, and uh, and yeah, you can see which way are you looking? North, south, east, west? Uh, I'm looking, you said that the big wall was to the east? Uh, to the south. To the south? Yeah. East is forward, there... south is wall, north is the end of the world. Well, I'm kind of looking at the wall. I think I'm really cool. fascinated by how big it is. Yeah, make me a perception check. That one. That one. <laughs> Very nice. You see a chunk of the uh, the wall tumble off um, and fall into the water uh, as you stare off at this uh, this wall. You haven't been moving for you know a day and a half now, so there's a. Uh, uh you you know this patch of wall pretty well at this point it's a it's certainly like a a geological marvel uh the island doesn't normally have big cliffs out here this had to be some like big subterranean activity that lifted this island so high up out of the water and it's for a long time served as you know a, a way to separate two big lines of traffic to and from the prison at the end of the world so uh you uh you are downstairs when you hear um some muttering come behind you uh i turn around quickly quickly you can see that uh, uh avalon's uh little nook in downstairs i would guess is probably the best maintained of everyone's little hammock nook downstairs uh uh, Avalyn, can correct. you give me like a quick, quick, quick breakdown of what your little nook looks like, your hammock zone? Well, first of all, as an elf, I don't actually sleep, so the hammock is neatly just folded in a corner of it, and uh, my possessions, few as they are, are uh, cleaned and uh, basically just stacked nicely. Um, I really don't own anything but it's important to keep up the appearances of uh just living nicely yeah so you can see all of his uh all of his shit is thrown five ways to sunday uh as rifling through all of his supplies is none other than the night ghast uh who has still maintained his little corner of the downstairs uh this bone spirit uh ha- is now uh rifling through avalon's stuff as if looking for something hey what are you doing in avalon's stuff i what are you i you don't own me <laughs> Uh, you want me to go find Avalon? No, no, but, uh, I mean, I could just blame you for this. What are you looking for? What do you care? Alright, I'm gonna go get Avalon. Hey, no, 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 fine, fine, fine. I saw down here, uh, a couple days ago, there was like a, a fog creature that popped up. I was hunting for whatever caused it. A fog creature? Yeah. I don't know. People have been threatening to bring elementalists down in here to chuck me out. I just was uh, seeing if there was some kind of powerful magic I might pick up along the way before I get hooked off this ship. So you made the part up about the fog creature? No, the fog creature was was here. It was. Okay. The night gas continues rifling through the things. Alright, there's nothing in there, I promise you. I, I watched, though, as he rifles through. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nice. Uh, Great, yeah. thanks. And, uh, 
as as you watch, uh, you can see that the nice night gas kind of uh, uh, not chastised and not harmed uh, it begins to let the shadowy uh, veil around it uh, fade away a little bit. And for the first time, you can kind of see some of the form of the night ghast um, that I don't think anyone else has seen aboard this ship. Uh, it's kind of like a a, a purpley uh, specter. Uh, it's definitely not made of bones, uh, even though it's a bone spirit. Um, mm. How much familiarity do you have with working with elementals? Did you ever work with elementals back in the army? Virtually none. I don't think it was a common thing on the island. It was pretty secluded. For sure. Uh, so yeah, it's it's maybe the first time you've actually had to see an elemental up close. Uh, and it's quite beautiful. It's it's almost gazellish in its motions. Uh, even though it normally keeps to that creepy back corner, uh, you can see it kind of like slowly paw through the uh, 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 various like linens and hammock uh, with uh, surprising grace. And on top of that, you can see uh, your, your mind clicks into place pretty quickly uh, that this elemental has never been bound before. Um, this mm. elemental came here for some reason and you have no idea how you know that but you are quite sure that is true um and all the more you are pretty sure you think that uh uh binding it wouldn't be that difficult of a job at all uh-huh uh-oh you and bound ones are pretty wild huh at that, the, the gazelle, like, stops. Uh, the night gas kind of spins its head up towards you uh, and says, How do you know I'm unbound? I mean, look at you. Don't the bound ones have chains and they're a little more tame? That's a pretty astute observation there, champ. At this, uh, its eyes go quite wide, and you can see that its eyes kind of like a like a lizard's, like fold up once and then over again, or like a like a bird's eye. It's got two layers of lids, uh, and it has underneath them it, its eyes you have never seen are piercing white eyes, uh, and it stares at you for a full eight seconds, which is a pretty long time to stare at anybody. Uh, that is and, a long time. Uh, and and the night ghast says, "Hog tie me to a barrel. You're an elementalist." Uh, and it backs up uh, and shrinks into its corner and says, you're not coming closer to me. I'm not an elementalist, and I have no intention of binding you. Ah, uh, you, 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 yeah, I've seen your type before. I've seen your type before. Not everyone's born with the power to bind folks like me, and uh, and uh, you are not getting more out of me. I am staying in this corner till uh, till uh, till some other till till you come in and try and knock me out of here. What have what have we been calling this guy again? He doesn't Do have, have a name. name. The Nightgast. Do you have a name? Uh. As you say, do you have a name? It uh, is almost like you know exactly what its name is without even needing to ask. And uh, and you see almost as if uh, as if looking into its soul, uh, its name is Athorzen. Athorzen. Yes. Athorzen. At this, the uh, the uh, spectral visage around Athorzen vanishes, and you see it uh, cowering meekly in the corner. Thorzen, as long as you don't cause any more trouble, I think you'll be safe on this boat. It blinks, and it nods its head. 
You should think about cleaning up Avalon's stuff. It blinks, and it nods again. Uh, and it walks over towards the stuff, and it starts to pick it up and clean it up and put it back into place. I uh, I turn around and lean back out of the hole, and just, like, my eyes go wide. Like, I don't know how I just did that. Nice. I'm Flax and Roan, a half-orc rogue, and uh, voiced by Nick, the half-elf. Lovely. Did you say you're a half-elf? Maybe. I didn't know that, man. (laughs) (laughs) It's because I'm always wearing over-the-ear headphones. Uh, All right. Uh, Next up would be the guy with the clean room, Avalyn. That's what they call him. Uh, Do you have a thing? Or also, I have a thing. Uh, go, Go ahead. Can I can I interject with just one thing? So yes. like since Avalon didn't know how to clean a flag, how's his stuff clean? <laughs> Shit. I, Ooh, I, caught him well, on his own. I haven't been, Avalon hasn't Nudie been like police. scrubbing a- everything. He's just <laughs> yeah. been like stacking his stuff. Yeah. Like he is it's, it's covered in dirt and mold. Half it's just the reason why things are clean is because he owns like weapons. And like pants. Laundry is different than. Remember, he doesn't own a shirt anymore because it got destroyed last time. So, (laughs) how like how totally ripped is Avalon? Extremely. (laughs) So we have like we have uh, a half work. We have a half work that's like got musculature but is very skinny, and then we have a ripped half elf. Yes, makes everyone uncomfortable when you walk around. Yeah. I heard Avalon shredded. <laughs> you don't have to hear it. <laughs> Fair. Cool. So, Avalon, uh, how how have you been passing your day and a half aboard a still boat? I'm not the most um patient person. So, I've been alternating between trying to focus on, you know, studying my old spell book and doing a bit of uh just sort of martial sword training um but at the back of my mind is the reality that we're not moving and that means that i can't really focus on either of those things for more than around uh, five ten minutes before i swap to the other one uh which means i'm basically constantly moving between like the deck and like below decks or or like be like well maybe if i go up to the crow's nest i'll be able to concentrate or something just moving around a lot very very restless so it is at uh when you are at the standing at the front of the deck uh up next to the ship um you are currently in your cycle looking at uh one of your old spell books and you finally made it through chapter one, absorbing literally zero of the information, uh, and flipped over to chapter two, um, which, uh, as you look at it, uh, it kind of brings you some old pinged flashbacks as you're thinking about uh, several days ago when you were uh, uh, sitting in the watercolor classroom of Mondo Stones, as he explained to you the intricacies of alchemy as this chapter is, of mm-hmm. course, all about alchemy. Uh, and uh, uh, several like notes sit on this page, but one leaps out at you uh, immediately. 
Uh, and uh, on the very front page, there's a little one of those little call out sections of a textbook um, that has like a little yeah. picture and it says like, did you know? Uh, and it kind of gives you a fun fact. To yeah, and it's get a, you to a keep nice reading. little like light blue color instead of the normal yes. white of the page. It's got a box yeah. around mm-hmm. it. It really mm-hmm. pops and it's got a kind of a fun yeah. font that has uh, no serifs. Uh, but on this one in particular, it's saying like, uh, did you know um, alchemy is not only incredibly important for most medical applications, but also for those of navigation. The primary fuel of most ships is stardust, a uh, alchemical reagent mainly created by combining various alchemical materials. Uh, which immediately leaps out, of course, because that seems like quite a useful thing to have. Uh, the ability to create stardust uh, out of various alchemical reagents aboard this ship. And as you sit there for a moment, uh, the ship turns its head over towards you and uh, leans over on its wooden wing uh, and kind of gives you a, is something up? If we haven't, if we have the right reagents, I might be able to get us moving. Apparently Stardust can be created out of the right reagents. So this book probably would tell me how if we've got the right stuff on board. Well, you'd need a cauldron, too. Those aren't easy to come by. We've got one of those. Or I think Virgil does. Uh, knowing where a cauldron is, I really think the only issue here is getting reagents. Which elements need to be combined to get star? Fire and air would make stars. Okay. So... Now I guess I have to go looking around the ship for fire <laughs> ingredients and air ingredients. Well, we, we do so have an abundance of air. So luckily you have a little bit of time uh, to, to hunt around the ship. And after looking around, you do see like uh, a handful of little uh, leftovers from various pieces of uh, your ship. You find uh, a sea serpent scale embedded in the uh, side of the mast, a remnant of your battle with the sea serpent of Modotter. Um, you find two discarded shells of the uh, fire ant Becky, and uh, and those would of course be fire. And uh, you also find a vial worth of necrotic goo from the night gas downstairs that would be a bone reagent. Didn't we establish that we still had all of Uncle Yen's stuff, and she had hair from a sylph, didn't she? You're not wrong, uh, though you would need... Can you make me a search check? Uh, what is it? Investigation? Investigate? Mm, yeah. That's a 10. A 10. Absolutely. You find Ungly Anne's old bag in the captain's quarters. Um, it's sitting inside the cauldron, which has been used as an extended ashtray. The cauldron looks beat up to heck. It's been used as a place for old cigarettes. Uh, It's gone through the ringer. It's been through the ship tumbling out of the thing. Um, Whatever magical properties this cauldron used to have, uh, you think it's certainly gone. Ah, now the cauldron is the issue. Um, Mm -hmm. So uh, I'm going to look back in the book. Is there anything about like magic cauldrons other than just you need one? Yeah, totally. You can look in like the section under like cauldrons, comma magic next to cauliflower, comma magic, and it's in a section on enchanting uh, and causing magic to appear in things and uh, and causing it to stick. 
And it says, like, there's two great ways of enchanting something, uh, either inscribing it with runes, magical runes that hearken to some sort of element, or embedding an elemental in a, in a thing. Of course, embedding an elemental is much more expensive and costly, but it'll last a lot longer. And you can see that this has certainly been inscribed with a series of bone runes that have since been heavily worn off due to, you know, ill use and cigarettes. Ah, could I like re-inscribe them? Like see like, oh, like this shot. one looked like this. And it, yeah, sure. I mean, why not? I'm going to go out onto the deck first, mm-hmm. though. Right. And, you know, try and remember some of the lessons I had when I was younger that I never paid attention to. Arcana tech um, disadvantage for sure. So that's a six. It collapses um, and falls into pieces on the ground. The, the cauldron? Yes. Entirely collapses yes. and falls into pieces. Definitely. Oh, it is hunks that, of metal aboard the ship that all rattle around. God that, damn it. That is disappointing. <laughs> um, do we have any, like, pots? How about a broom? Uh, uh, I, I, uh, look, I'll deal with this in a sec, okay? Um, uh so do do we do we have any like pots that could serve as sort of replacement uh cauldron things uh so you hunt around a little while for a pot uh and uh a perception check for me uh oh good 22 22 as you hunt around for a pot within the rest of the the ship you're once again reminded why you desperately wish you had a chef uh you've been eating the same old food for the last week um that rowan picked up or not rowan that uh uh whoever picked up at uh at mo daughter harbor uh and uh and you have no kitchen and also therefore no pot uh but uh as you're hunting around uh feel a song get stuck in your head it sounds just kind of like an Irish jig song that someone might be singing as they're running along a country road. And it's only upon finally not finding the pot uh, that you hear where the song is coming from itself. It's coming from over the edge of the ship uh, to the north. Uh, off, the, uh, off the bow, you can hear the singing coming from underneath the water. Huh. I look over the side. Can I see anything in the water? You can see a pot or a cauldron. There's a big, like, basin that's floating on the surface. Oh, well, that's terribly convenient. I should get that. Uh, I'm going to jump in and get that. Okay, make me an athletics check. Uh, nat 20. Nat 20! Sick, nasty. You dive uh-huh. into the water and with your beefy, beefy muscles, uh, you uh, <laughs> hoist this large stone basin over your head and one-handed climb your way back onto the ship uh, and toss it onto the uh, uh, ship. Um, it's pretty heavy, dang thing, too. Uh, and you can see why. Not only is it a big stone basin, but also underneath it, you can see that uh, there is a little elemental kept inside this uh, cauldron uh, at the Ooh. at the bottom of it. Can I tell what sort of elemental? Uh, you can. Uh, it's a little, uh, like, frog made entirely of sand. Oh, How is it floating? It's magic. Yeah, it's a good question. That thing should not be floating. Is the frog singing? Yes, you do hear the frog is singing the little Irish ditty. Ribbit, 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 ribbit. Oh, boy. In any case, I'm going to go ahead and make the star thing with the sylph hair and uh, and a fire ant shell. 
All right, with a sylph hair and a fire ant shell, you toss them in and uh, a, uh, a tiny little vial of stardust pops out and your sylph hair and your fire ant shells are gone. Um, and you have a tiny little vial of stardust. All right. I am Avalon Veristinia, elven barbarian, uh, and I'm voiced by Connor, a non-elven, non-barbarian. Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> don't listen to him. All right, Rowan. I didn't catch any of the exchange between Virgil and Becky, but I just feel a deep wave of like irritation wash over me. I just kind of brush it off because I feel that all the time. Um, People, man. Yeah. <laughs> me yeah. too. I feel that all the time. <laughs> um, I guess I'm just really anxious about the ship not moving. And I've already, I guess I've already talked to Ishmael about using his windy mage windy weather powers to get it moving but i guess yeah. that's like a no-go well what i reported back to you was that i dropped out of school i don't know how to do that yet <laughs> and <laughs> i just kind of close my eyes and i walk away like muttering useless under my breath <laughs> <laughs> the other thing that's pretty frustrating is that the entire ship has been rigged like a sand ship which is definitely not the way you would normally rig a ship uh uh, and so I th- would imagine that has been a, a good chunk of your time is uh, re-rigging up the uh, the lines of the ship. <laughs> yeah, that's what I've been Damn doing. <laughs> I just re-rigged this whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just overall just like, no one knows I how to do anything. Go there. <laughs> that makes no sense. Uh-huh. Um, We're all relying on you to get this boat moving. Thanks, Rowan. <laughs> I, I feel an immense amount of stress upon my shoulders. <laughs> And it is when you are feeling the most of that stress when you are sitting up in the lookout, uh, when the ship starts to move with a pretty surprising pace. Everyone immediately begins to to hear that Avalon has crafted a vial of stardust uh, and you are moving again. Um, and within maybe an hour's time, you spy a uh, land ho. You see land on the horizon. Thank goodness. Um, any sort of civilization where they have stardust, uh, you gotta stock up. Um, the risk of running into still water again uh, is not worth bearing. Um, and you leave the the visions of the fog behind you as you uh, spy that island on the horizon. By the way, my name is Roan R- Ridley, and I'm a human bard played by Shing, the human. All right. Intro's done. All right. <laughs> you said you're you're in game profession, but you also have to say you're out of game profession. Oh god, <laughs> I'm, that's gonna be real sad. I'm a sorcerer and I'm unemployed. <laughs> oh, no, right. you just pick something else. Like I'm Nick and I eat things. <laughs> I yeah, see. I mean, so you your... can also say your in-game job, which would also be unemployed. So I'm unemployed and unemployed. <laughs> I'm a I'm a first mate or something. Ship mate. Uh, I'm almost a bard. Somewhere between a first mate and a fifth mate. Yeah, I mean, the big question is, like, are you a first mate or is Rowan a first mate? And I think both of you would have opinions on that matter. Uh, Fight you. (laughs) I suppose the question is, would Avalon take orders from either of you? To which the answer is, of course, no. What? You don't take orders from anyone? How are you How are you part of this crew? Yeah, get the fuck out. No, no, no. I clean, I I w- clean the deck, I, Swabby. I didn't say I wouldn't take orders from Virgil. Swab I just won't deck, take orders me. from these two. Oh, oh, I see. Okay, All right. got it. <laughs> That's fair. All right, so we see land. I start cheering. You see land. Yes, and honestly- land. Uh, 
Virgil, you get some serious deja vu because just as you saw in the fog around Ishmael, so too does it happen again. Uh, your ship uh, pulls up towards the edge of this island. It is a like pristine island, beautiful beach, uh, and then jungle behind it. You haven't had a chance to see a lot outside except uh, Modotter Cove, but this whole like uh, uh, geography is like deep, beautiful jungle. And, uh, and you can see a mountain sits in the center of the island, uh, and, uh, and then there's a couple of other little islands that are, are around these. Um, but you aren't alone here. Uh, wandering their way from a nearby little village, you can see what looks like a veritable, veritable horde of tiny little uh, men of some variety, uh, tiny little humans uh, that are kind of wandering over towards your ship. halflings? Uh, make me a perception check. Um, 20. It looks like their skin is made entirely out of stone, and you can now know them based on your early classes at school. These are, in fact, gnomes. Uh, little what? creatures made entirely out of stone. They're uh, not gnomes, they're gnomes? Gnomes, yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. In this universe, it's pronounced gnome. Wait, so are right. they just gnomes? I'm very confused. But they're made of rock, though. Are they rock gnomes? Like, do normal gnomes still exist? Are these special? No. So in this universe, the only gnomes are these little earthen creatures that are called gnomes. So are they like a a respected race like gnomes are, but they just have stone skin? Or are they like other? Uh, They are... Honestly, you have not interacted with them. They are, usually live on islands that you are not part of. Um, you have only heard about them from books. But but what it, it's so what I'm trying to figure out is the distinction between like like a hobgoblin is like a race that that speaks, but it's kind of dumb, and so you treat it as like a, oh, it's just a hobgoblin. But like an elf is like a person. So I'm trying to figure out, is this a gnome, like a person, or is this like a, a gnome, a, a person, you know? I would say this is a gnome, a person. Okay. Um, so this is this yes. is kind of a sub-person, sort of. Yes. Okay. Kind of a goblin. You can, I mean, you cool. can wait until like you talk to one and see what they sound like. <laughs> see if they, if they I was going to say, like, like yeah, knowing right. Ben, I'd give it 50 50 odds that it's like. there'll be a little <laughs> hint to their knowledge ability that'll come from Wow, you have a lines. funny accent. You must be subhuman. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, I'll, no. I'll just shout to the crew <laughs> it's Gnomes. It's a town of Gnomes. Oh. Uh, what's a Gnome? It's a. It's like a hobgoblin. Horrible. That's not what I say. Little creatures. <laughs> it's a rock person. They're little rock people. And as rock you say it, person. so they do arrive, and they greet you with open arms as the whole village of little gnomes uh, trundles its way across the sand over towards you. Um, and uh, uh, in fact, you recognize them, uh, Flaxen, um, or you at least recognize one of them uh, as something that looks like fell off a large uh, sheet of rock earlier today. Um, oh. Uh, it looks like whatever caused the landslide was actually just a little gnome uh, popping out the side of a cliff face. I don't know how to react to that, but <laughs> yeah. I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> well, for sure, um, you don't need to say anything or do anything. But yeah, your ship, uh, as your ship approaches the uh, uh, beach line, uh, the I guess the big question is: Are you like beaching the ship, or are you anchoring the ship? You don't really have a rowboat to row in, so that would be hard. Uh, so I, I can hmm. swim just fine. I want to anchor the ship. 
Yeah, I think we should anchor we'll it because tides the beach. are tides are no good, right? Like tide goes in, your ship goes out. That's no good. Yeah, let's let's anchor it and just like swim. Sounds perfect. Cool. Then what are you guys bringing with you aboard uh, onto the island? Uh, money. I'm yeah. I'm bringing all of my money, which is almost nothing. Uh, my leather armor. Um, and my rapier, because it's not too heavy. Yeah, just uh, armor and weapons. Yeah. Cool. Um, weapons, what money. What is the weather like? My is signet it ring. It's pretty hot, yeah. As you guys are uh, uh, pulling up, I think I think we've set this game in springtime. Is that right? Okay. I think, sure. as starting I, in springtime. I don't know if we did I'll set leave. a time. Okay, I'll leave well my, my boots on the It's springtime, um, since that also works for in-game, out-of-game. Uh, yeah, I'm going the, uh, foot commando here. Okay. Um, but yeah, so uh, the, the weather itself, it's pretty hot and pretty sticky, uh, especially after like swimming through salt water to get to land. Did you just say you're going full commando? Foot commando. Foot co- oh, good. More flax and roan feet. <laughs> Fan service. Great. Give them what yeah, they we want. Gotta get that, gotta <laughs> Have get I that done this already? Yeah, in episode five. <laughs> you stepped in gravy what or did something. I do? Oh, that was weird. <laughs> we looked up the feet and it was horse hooves. So I'm not wearing boots and I'm not standing in gravy. Great. So the, the five of you are able to swim to shore pretty easily. It's not rough waters and you're going with the the whatever tide. Uh, what's it called? The the waves? You're going with the, the waves current? Uh, towards the, current? the beach. But it's not a current because it's an ocean, I think. Current's really no, only going the with tide. the swell. The tide. Of going the waves. with the tide. Oh, I don't yeah, know. That's cool. not really true either. You, you could also just be riding swim the breakers to onto shore. Because like, you're yeah, surfing, you're shore. hanging 10 in, with like, in the, the water. Cool bats. Not riding. Oh, like body surfing? <laughs> <laughs> you body surf on your armor towards the uh, the beach, uh, and uh, yeah, you roll up. Uh, Does anyone have like a tower shield? That's I not, don't even no. have a shirt. Tower shield's going to sink like hell. I mean, it could be buoyant. A tower shield? On it. Sure, why not? Because it's made of metal and it's yeah. heavy and it's armor. Sometimes they're so made of wood. Boat, except for the last Dog, part. something's got to make sense in this universe. <laughs> things just can't float all the time. Come on. I need some shred of reality here. I think a tower yeah, shield yeah. would float because it's got so much surface area. Oh, it's metal, man. though. It's metal it's and with, wood. No, no, no. It's they're often wood, wood. metal like on the front. Oh, that's if it's true. Metal it's wood. I've... There's only one characters way to this just out. pick up doors <laughs> and use them as tower <laughs> like, shields. But so you guys get to the beachhead and all the gnomes are there and they all run up towards you with all their little rock little gnome bodies and they all start shouting gnome 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 gnome. They do. They're Pokemon. They just say gnome. Oh, you can't say that. Really? Yes. Oh my god, I'm delighted to be here. I am so upset. This is the worst. They have no culture at all. Wow. Their currency is seashells or something. Um, I yeah, start so greeting all of, all of are, the gnomes. Uh, great. All of them are wearing clothing that is much too big for them and very colorful. Oh. Uh, and uh, and you can see that they've all just re- come from their village up the way. And some of the smaller gnomes and some of the bigger gnomes, they all begin to kind of pull you towards their little gnome village. Oh, I go. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hey, buddies. Um, yeah. Hey, how's it going? Oh, look at you uh, in your sweater. You're so good. Gnome, gnome, I start gnome, to gnome. announce, you know, uh, what it is we require from them. So um, you just, like, stand there on the uh, beach like, we need food. W- we require magical fuel as well as sustenance. 
Uh, one of the larger gnomes kind of gives you an eye and shepherds you over to follow him or her. It's hard to tell. They're all pretty androgynous rock people. Uh, and uh, uh, so this little rock creature uh, beckons you over towards the uh, uh, back. Actually, you didn't even notice them since they're so uh, uh, small, but there's li- little like carts uh, that it seems like the gnomes uh, like pull behind them. And it's they're all made of rock, so it's really hard to distinguish them from the uh, gnomes themselves. Uh, but in the back of this cart, you can see like what appears to be some like really nice uh, like metal equipment. Uh, there's there's a like holy crap. There's a plus one sword just sitting in the back of this uh, uh, in this cart. Uh, and you can see the gnome is kind of like wiggling its eyebrows saying, gnome, gnome, gnome. Uh, and uh, it uh, it's as if uh, inviting you to make purchases. Um, but he, he like <laughs> Anybody know what the, it's saying? the cart over its shoulders uh, and beckons you to follow it towards the, the city. Yeah, sure. I'll follow it. Um, I'm going to try and figure out like if there's any way to figure out what the heck they're saying. They other don't happen than to speak gnome. primordial, do they? No, it does people? seem like they speak gnomish. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck do I speak? Well, <laughs> no one speaks gnome. That's cr- none of us knew this was coming. <laughs> you don't speak gnome. What if I spoke gnome? Maybe real... it's like li- it's like you know romance languages, right? If you speak Spanish, you can kind of understand it's Italian. Just, just a little uh-huh. bit. Uh-huh. Like if you speak Pikachu, you can speak gnome. Yeah. yeah. Uh- <laughs> oh goodness. Can Pokemon talk? They can talk to each other. Yeah, Meowth can talk to Pikachu and stuff. Well, Meowth doesn't count because he can just speak. No, it's the the island of giant Pokemon. It's the Pokemon episode when they all talk to each other. Yeah, yeah, remember that? There were subtitles. They're like hanging out at a ramen stand. This is just Pokemon Snap, isn't it? Yeah, that's what this game is, actually. It's kind of what I was inspired by. Dude, I would Pokemon love to Snap. play D&D Pokemon oh, good. Snap. That'd be great. <laughs> Are you sure? I played Pokemon Snap kind of recently, and Are you kidding me? it's pretty repetitive. Are you going to trash talk Pokemon Snap in this house? No, I just don't think it's a good <laughs> D&D this setting. <laughs> All right, so you make it through the, the Professor Oak's woods. Are you guys ready to go again? <laughs> All right. Do you look to the left or to the right? Do okay you look up? I Pikachu. throw an apple. <laughs> Um, Up, you hit the Voltorb. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> All right, where where do the gnomes take us? So the gnomes take the the squad of you up towards the. Uh the the their little village. It's not actually that little. It's pretty big. It's inland, so it's not on the water itself. It seems like it's up a river, uh, so it's a little bit of like a port town. Um, and there's some boats there, though they look unused. Uh, and then all of the the it's just comical how big the village is for the gnomes. Uh, they are so small, and their rooms are so large. Um, it's so large that you can even fit inside them quite comfortably. So I think either. These gnomes were cursed, and they're gnomes, excuse me, uh, were cursed and shrank and turned into rocks, and they were normally originally real people, and this is basically floops fooblies. Or they came here here and murdered everybody. That's my second Why are those your two guesses? We're having this conversation while they're, like, pulling us into town. (laughs) Well, because you see, this is clearly everything around here is far too big for them. So either they shrank or they murdered the inhabitants. I mean, they could just be adorable and build very big houses because they're dumb. (laughs) I don't know if they can understand me. I look back they towards them. They definitely can't. Uh, okay. Uh, and uh, you can Fear. see that the gnomes... Uh, actually, make me an insight check, just okay. for funsies. 15. 15. Ooh. 
I got a 15 as well. It does not look like they can understand you. Great. Um, so they're busy like tumbling their way towards the... Uh, in, in like a happy voices, like when you talk to a dog and you say really mean things, but in like a happy voice, so the dog doesn't <laughs> yeah. know. So I make sure oh, that I'm so like, stupid. maybe they're just dumb. I don't know. I I, I look over at the two of and say, oh, so it, does that mean we might be able to just take what we need and leave? We're not going to take what we need. They're good people with a society. Aren't you? <laughs> How can <laughs> you even tell? I, mean, I think they're a bunch them. of little murderers. They've got clothes on. Can I lift one up? Yeah, somebody <laughs> yes, else can lift one up. No. <laughs> I lift one up like under its armpits and just like kind of stare it in the eyes and give it a good once over. How it heavy sticks is out it? to its little rock tongue at you and goes, Gnome! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty heavy. It's made entirely of stone. However, actually, uh, Flaxen, you can see that the gnomes are giving you pretty, gnomes, sorry, are giving you a pretty wide berth. Um, whether they were hearing the tone that you were talking about them, um, or there's a look in their eyes that looks a little bit like, well, the night ghasts, as they stay a little bit mm. far away from you. Um, hmm. Well, I don't like them either. But they certainly the the one that you were talking to. So Rowan, where are you at? Rowan and Rowan, what are you doing? Um, I'm super interested how uh Avalon managed to get the ship moving, so I'm just like tagging along with him. Nice. Yeah, Avalon, you're led uh by this cart wielding uh gnome. Uh you're led over towards uh the uh one of the the Pretty big, looks like a residential building, um, where this gnome walks over with its cart and it kind of like pushes it inside the the house and sets it next to several other carts. This place looks like a, a thrift shop, maybe, um, with uh, tons of these little rock carts filled with all sorts of uh, curious, shiny little baubles. And uh, uh, they all look pretty cool. However, you can see that this gnome, whether it's smarter or whether it's just a little more savvy, uh, it uh, is sits on a little pillow and next to it there is a little cash box with what looks like for sure traditional gold coins. Um, so uh, this gnome would want you to pay in gold money for sure. They, they still take like actual currency. They're looks a like society. It, yeah. I'm not going to be able to just like give them shiny rocks. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe they won't notice the difference. Uh, I, I know I'm not good enough at, at disguising that sort of thing. Um, <laughs> uh, all right. Well, so what? What all is there? Like, are there alchemical reagents here? Uh, yeah, it actually looks like there are various alchemical reagents, though nothing of the quality you think that would make, like, stardust itself. You need pretty raw reagents for that. But there are some. Mm. In fact, you can see that there's a, a little book that looks like it's tagged for only two gold pieces uh, that says some basic recipes. It's basic a, alchemical a recipes. Dictionary. Wait, you said is it's... Is it entirely in Gnomish? Gnome, Gnome, Gnome. Uh, no, it looks like tagged. this one is in common. You said it's tagged for two gold pieces. Does that mean they can write... Uh, no, but you can tell by the number of, like, hash marks on it. That's... Um... Well, then, uh, yeah, I mean, I can purchase that sort of thing. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll purchase that. Uh, and... Barter them down, they're just gonna use that money to kill more people. You're not there. <laughs> oh, okay, well, I, I will try, I will try and, and, like, uh, like, hold up one gold coin and the, and and like gesture at the book 
the gnome holds up two fingers. Of course he does. Um, all right. What, what else is there that like I might want to buy? Uh, there is like, a sick plus one rapier that looks super awesome. Well, that's um, useless. And- there is also a set of what looks like uh, magical boots. Um, you don't know what magic is on them, but there's certainly magic in some capacity. Uh, oh they God, look to be made please. out of some sort of uh, cloth. Ooh. I whispered I like- to Avalon, please buy those for Flax, and I can't take any more of his feet. <laughs> <laughs> I think he owns boots. He just chose not to wear them. Yeah, there's nothing worse than wet boots. So... So uh, what I'm hearing is that there's no like uh nothing that immediately jumps out as like this stuff is magical except the boots. Uh the rapier certainly seems like it has that light magic that means it's been enchanted mm-hmm. to be plus one. Um the okay. uh then you do spy uh not too far from the uh the boots. Uh there is a little plant that appears to be quite magic. Hmm. How much are the plant and the boots marked for? Uh, the boots are marked for 30 gold pieces, uh, and the plant is marked for uh, 15. Well, I only have 17 gold pieces, so... Hmm. Uh, Virgil Badwater is the keeper of the money, I think. I'm, I'm not there to tell you this. I just think Captain. you would know it. Yeah, I suppose. Maybe I suppose, we should uh, appoint a treasurer. Yeah, I'll say. I'll say, uh, <laughs> Rowan, um, if you really want Flaxen to be wearing those boots, you're gonna go have to get uh, Virgil and the group money. I don't have enough cash for that. I was just joking. I'd rather we get reagent material than I don't know what what's the word shoe shoeing Flaxen. <laughs> the socking. <laughs> well, if if he's if he's a if he's a horse, yes, then shoeing is the right word. I mean, I am a flaxen room. Oh no! Um, in, in any case, uh, well, so I'm going to um, essentially try and communicate that I would like to buy the plant and the uh, little recipe book for uh, like fourteen gold pieces. So because I'm buying multiple things there there would be a discount mm, yeah so that would be definitely a persuasion check yes good 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 it, it's a 16 16 with surprising clarity it seems like the gnome picks up what you're doing uh and kind of lets out a, a toothy smile and shakes its head <laughs> and it goes 17 with its hands can i try persuading uh, sure can you describe how it holds up 17 fingers? Uh, I would say that uh, it, it flashes 10, then ten seven. fingers and then okay. seven. Well, I, I got a nat. I was about to be a lot more freaked out. Uh, yeah, I hope the gnomes have exactly 17 fingers. That's oh, so, there you go. <laughs> so I do a persuasion check and I got a nat 20. Nice. So with that, what you can see is that while the gnome does not seem like it really wants to uh, to go lower... Um, as you you kind of like push it and uh it seems like it will take 15 and it also seems quite curious why you're purchasing the book um and uh uh as it uh kind of flashes an eye and gestures for Avalon to pay it 15 gold pieces uh the gnome they uh they pull out 
a larger book, an illustrated book um, that looks like it is uh, it has some kind of watercolor painting on it of the island that you are currently on, uh, and it traces its finger uh, across from the the little village that you're at. It's in a language that you don't understand what is written on the on the paper. It traces its finger from where it is up the mountain um, to a very small point where uh, it takes a little pencil and draws uh, a little star as if to symbolize uh, fuel or stardust. Oh, shit. Look at that. That is back huh. towards the fog, though, right? That uh, direction? So actually, th- no, this would be inland, um, okay. away from the fog, but you would have to come back down to get your boat anyway, uh, so you'd be coming back towards the fog as you're coming back. How far from the fog are we day-wise? day, day wise? Uh, You were this morning around a... Day, day and a half and to a two, half to two uh, and now you're probably around a day and a half uh, left since you were moving pretty quick with the stardust, but you've since stopped at the island. Mm-hmm. Well, if we book it, we might be able to get some fuel yeah, and not have to pay for it, which would be nice. If we don't get fuel, um, it doesn't really matter. We got to get it. So yeah, How'd at this point, Virgil, here? you've you've met up. Uh, you've you've found them. <laughs> your little gnome in your hands has led you over here. He's under my <laughs> arm like a football. Uh-huh. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> where, beautiful. Where am I? Uh, you and I are still like in the town square. Uh, okay. This one has a nice little flower crown on, so you can tell it apart from the others. Oh. Is that, right. what, is that what we're doing now? We're just marking them with like whatever we have on hand <laughs> to distinguish them? They all look the same to me. <laughs> well, I give a sort of awkward nod to the uh, little shopkeeper gnome. Um, and stride on out of there with the recipe book and the magic plant, uh, because let's go get some fuel. Let's do it. Cool. Virgil, you do see that inside this thrift shop, there's a bunch of sweet stuff as well. If you wanted to take a once over before you left, or there's anything you want to purchase, you could also do that. I just want to try and ask them, um, if they've seen a, a talking table, that would be, um, the, the bad guy. Wow, how would you how ask would they that? respond? <laughs> I would love to hear that in character, please. All right, so uh, I say, uh, good day. I'm Virgil. I point to myself. Gnome. And uh, then I, I, I get down on all my hands and legs like a table, and then I start walking <laughs> around, and then I um, start to like kind of do a little anthropomorphized table dance um <laughs> and then i kind of just i then i make a performance roll <laughs> yes you do yes you do 11 at this the gnome's eyes narrow and you see this gnome get very very cold uh and uh, uh they them. pull out from <laughs> underneath the from underneath the table they pull out what is clearly a wanted poster um and it is pretty official looking like more official than anything else you've seen these gnomes have maybe it's from a different more civilized tribe of gnomes you don't know but it does say whatever it is like not in common, but you can tell it is a picture of Mondo Stones. Uh, and uh, you can see by the number of hash marks that uh, this Mondo Stones is wanted by these gnomes very, very bad. And whatever crimes that it committed, it's written in a font that clearly says there's more than a few murders. 
that so, adds like, up. red? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> red with little, like, bones instead of eyes. All right, so we're on the right trail. He came here. We're going to have to follow him still. Let's go get some fuel, yeah. guys. Or wait, you're gone. I'll catch up. <laughs> uh yeah and uh and yeah so you head out uh you can see that the uh uh the two of them are leaving the are you like gathering up everybody before you're going uh Avalyn and rowan oh yeah there's uh, there's uh no reason to assume that uh star stuff wouldn't have like star elementals or some other nonsense like guarding it when you so, come get me i'm like sitting in the middle of the square playing my music and i, I want amazing. them all to just be like crowded around me like little children listening to story time uh i storm straight in and just <laughs> just very rudely announce all right playtime's over Aww. we have to we actually have stuff to do now five more minutes i'll be back buddies don't worry I get up from the gnomes and I wave them goodbye and I strap my guitar back on my back. I'm keeping mine. Let's go. <laughs> Every single one of the G's you said in that sentence was triply pronounced for me <laughs> in a very good way. I was like, I say goodbye and I sing up my guitar. <laughs> uh, so yeah, you guys, uh, you guys uh, head towards the edge of the town. The gnomes wave you goodbye. Uh, and the, uh, uh, the way ahead of you, it's a pretty thick jungle. It's not something that you're, say, going to be able to traverse without some kind of challenge, perhaps to some skills. Uh, of course. So I would say, in fact, that this skill challenge would be six successes before five failures, average DC of 13. But if you want to go faster, you can make it a little more tricky on yourself. Uh, before we start the skill challenge, while we're walking out of the town, I want to lean over to Flaxen and whisper, yeah, I think you're right. I think they're murderers. <laughs> Told you. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, they're murderers or something. Uh, so what's, what's the situation exactly? Like, So you guys are basically, uh bushwhacking through the jungle to get up towards this area so the skills that you can use will be survival uh and uh let's say athletics so we're like at the bottom of a hill and there's a jungle that's going up a mountain and we're trying to get to the top of the hill basically yes okay uh bully livingston i presume Uh, is this like a a tough looking jungle like yeah it's pretty it's pretty jungly like there might uh, be some snakes a Tolji wood. Um, all right. Can I just jump right in with an athletics? Uh, uh, so are you going to make it more difficult for yourself is the oh, first Oh, right. Do people... Uh, what's do the DC you said? DC 13 at the moment. And it would go up by one? Yeah. And we'd need one more success? And one left failure. Yeah. Oof. Would I don't feel s- a need to. I'm not proficient that- at anything survival so I won't be able to help much. Would that be... Seven three or what? Yes. What was it originally? Seven oh. four. Seven four. Seven four. No, I think we should leave it. Okay. Not feeling super bold about this. All right. Okay. So we do we so, all okay. need to do the hard version if we're choosing to? Is that how that yes. works? Right. Okay. It's just yeah. it's it's group vote. So <laughs> I see. the okay. more people, if three people say they want to do it, it happens basically. Okay. Yeah. So six five. Otherwise. Yeah. Let's just yeah. play it safe. I roll. All right. I always roll badly. So, all right, Same. I'm gonna jump in with an athletics check and start just charging through the undergrowth. Sounds good. You're not gonna believe this. Uh, that's a nat one. 
Lovely. Yeah, you start pushing your way through the undergrowth uh, and the thick, dense vines and uh, plumes of like... acrid smoke uh, choke your lungs and it's not long before you have to like leave the forest and take a different way up the mountain losing you a good chunk of time uh, and making you pretty hacked up with uh, jungle pollen one failure I can make a perception check to watch for dangling snakes and totally. uh, and s- watch for stepping on like oh no that's actually a gator I don't know what lives in the jungle <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it's not a rock, it's a lion. 20. 20, very nice. Yeah, you totally do exactly literally that thing. Uh there is a gator and it seems to be hiding in the water. Uh and there is a as gator? you guys are going over towards it. There is absolutely in a the gator. Water. Wait, are we walking g- up a mountain? I was just kind of joking. I thought gators live in swamp. Never mind. <laughs> it's jungle gators. Jungle it's gators. A it's a lizard lion. <laughs> So, like, the jungly uh, foliage or whatever is pretty similar to my home island, because I live in pretty tropical islands. I do a, I do survival stuff, and I'm just like, okay, watch out for that. Don't touch that. It looks kind of dangerous, and I rolled a 16. A 16, that's a success. Uh, yeah, the pang of not having last week uh, with you hits you all the harder um, as you see, like, uh, a similar, I don't know, mango fruit that you used to share down by the beach uh, as you pass your way uh, up past a bluff on towards, like, the second tier of this forest. Let's do successes. Okay, uh, I'd like to make an insight check to see what lies ahead and if we're keeping a good pace. Excellent. 22. 22. Very nice. Uh, yeah, actually, you uh, you like do a little bit of looking up at the sky and reading the room. Uh, and you uh, you think you can actually move a little bit faster up towards a right path, an old like what looks like a, a hunting trail. Um, and yeah, you kind of are you were able to re-steer yourself to go a little faster. That's three successes. As we're walking along, I ask, uh, so where did the gnomes take you guys? The gnomes, excuse me. Oh, their little shop. <laughs> somehow they actually charged us gold coins i feel like they were ripping us off honestly but whatever they were yeah so what'd you guys buy um a recipe book for alchemical stuff and um this uh plant who was the plant dude you you, you bought a, a plant it's magic it's magic look Did it's they glowing let's hop a scene Hello, glowy plant. Can I can I hold it in my hands and just look at it? There's all kinds Ooh. of glowing plants back on the island of Hanakala, and not one of them is magic. I think you got ripped off. Well, that much is beyond dispute whether or not it's magic. Wait, are you saying that it's not actually a magic plant? Uh, well, I'm no magician, but I magic am saying I've seen exist. glowing plants that aren't magic. Oh, that's what you mean. Hmm. Well, I think it will. I'll take a look at it later. I think it will add a nice bit of atmosphere to the boat. It yeah. raises morale or something. That's, that's true. For certain. <laughs> Hopefully, you didn't pay more than like one or two gold for it, though. We already have a magic plant, though. We've got <clears> like a gold growing plant. What? Yeah, we stole it from the that. harbor. So this is like plants versus zombies. It, it was like Wait, a month ago. Have we not collected any? <laughs> so then, it must have a lot of gold. Yeah, because we it. forgot yeah. about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys haven't touched yet. I've been waiting to see who picks up the gold off the plant. I had no I idea. We had a gold up money grew on trees. I assume it's here. just still growing, so we haven't picked it up. That's how plants work. Does this we have one, a saying uh, back on my island money doesn't grow on plants. <laughs> do, 
Wait, does does this does this plant grow like the premium currency for this free to play game? Uh, no, it only grows electrum, electrum only. Yeah. Uh, oh, so great. next roll, someone make another skill challenge, please, for the love v- of all. Virgil, all right. uh, Virgil, it's your turn. <laughs> I uh, I still have my gnome under my arm. What? <laughs> <laughs> Is he like wiggling, trying I mean, to get that free makes at this sense, point? But what? Why? And so I, I hold him out, and I just want to make sure that this little. This hunting path is like the most. Is this the right way to the top of the mountain, little guy? Uh, persuasion check. Yeah. Ten. Ten. That's a fail. Uh, your little gnome kind of gives you a look that you can't quite decipher, then wriggles from your arms and runs off into the jungle. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I was gonna actually have my move be just taking my axe and just like hacking at stuff to make the way easier as we run up the path. Do that also, for sure. You I'm be- can do that too. I'm better with uh, athletics checks. Cool. 15. 15, absolutely. Uh, with your axe, that's four successes and two failures, you chop your way through uh, a series of uh, thick vines that lead you uh, further up the mountain. You're, you're pretty far up the mountain, around two-thirds of the way up at this point. Well, just shoving our way through didn't seem to work, so um, I'm going to resort to my other skill set and uh, start just uh, burning paths through the forest. Great. Um, can I make a spell attack roll? Absolutely. With, with Firebolt? That's a 22. Luckily, this is a jungle and not a forest, so you're not setting it ablaze. It's a very wet jungle. Um, so yeah, you're able to torch a couple big, uh, what look like uh, like sap spewing plants out of your way that look particularly nasty. And that's five successes. You just need one more. I've got nothing. I, I've straight up got nothing. I'm not a jungle person. <laughs> <laughs> All right. When we're like at the very end, there's like a bit of a ledge and I climb up and like lift people up one by one with... Um, uh, an athletics check, I guess. <laughs> and I get an eight. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. Wow, so that's three fails. So yeah, you uh, you attempt to uh, scaffold up this kind of short route uh, and try and flip people over your shoulder, but you tumble down and uh, uh, the rock face crumbles into a landslide instead, and you're forced to take a longer switch back. Maybe that job would have been better for Avalon. Perhaps it would have. Um, I'm going to uh, s- scout scout out the, the, the long route, just try and take it at a good run, um, and uh, just going to do a constitution uh, save for this. Great. Sounds good. Uh, and that is a 14. A 14. That's just good enough. I know. You didn't make it harder on yourself. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and yeah, you scout out the long route and are able to, to put uh, a trail down behind you. Uh, and it's the, the sun is beginning to set uh, as you guys uh, all trundle your way up to the top of the hill where you can see in this little clearing just where on that watercolor map uh, the star was marked. And in the center of this clearing uh, up at the top of the mountain, you can see uh, a very bright light or in fact two very bright lights with their hands tied behind their backs. You can see the faces of Detective Dunhat Doozy and Tudor Flute turning over towards you. Tudor Flute is bound but Dun- bound and, uh, and uh, gagged, but Dunhat Doozy turns over towards you and says, Those filthy imperialists! Are you with them? 
What? Huh? With who? The filthy little gnomes! The ones that sack all of the countries and colonize them for themselves! Called it. Oh, let's high five! Ah. Well, <laughs> and as you high five, you can see, stepping out of the forest clearing, all around you are in clothing that very much does fit themselves now, with little plumed crests and visages and way too many little badges on their little coats. Uh, all of the gnomes are all chortling, saying, gnome, 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 and drinking uh, very highfalutin tea and uh, applauding themselves uh, as they all drop these and pull out their spears. Or, well, I, and they wouldn't have spears. They'll probably have, like, very shiny swords uh and they point them towards you and they charge 